0: Well, hello once again and thank you guys so much for tuning into the drop in today is a very very special edition of the show because we are on site at saint andrews hall in detroit michigan saint andrews has hosted some of the most legendary musical acts in the history of the game i mean in the 90s i came here to see primus and i saw freaking dinosaur jr mud honey several times the boston's you name it they have played here And a band that has been inspiring me for the last handful of years, uh, they're playing here tonight. I saw it months ago and I reached out to the drummer and I was like, hey, uh, you know, you guys are coming in town. You've been inspiring me on my kit, in my ears. Is there any way I can sit down for an hour and just talk to you about your life, about where you've been, what you do? And he said yes. He said yes, so I'm, I'm I'm seriously a fan. I'm a fanboy. I'm serious. You guys know. I'm like freaking 14. I talk about getting goosebumps all over my body and being emotionally charged, all that. So when Dallas said yes, I'm like rock and freaking roll, man. I get to see Red City Radio, and get to interview the drummer, and that's tonight. So I want to introduce you all to a new friend of mine because we just really met. We've been conversing through social media, and we met tonight. Had an awesome conversation, and. Uh, so there's a connection there, and I'm stoked and honored to have Mr. Dallas Tidwell on the drop-in. Dallas, thank you so much, dude. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. For taking it. the you. time. Thank you. How has the tour been? You guys are on with Taking Back Sunday, and you've been running around the country doing your thing?
1: Uh-huh. Uh, tour's been great. We, uh, I think we're in, like, week three or something like that. And uh, something different about this tour is it's two nights in every city, so... We're not dead from having to, you know, after a show you get to bed at like three or four in the morning and then a lot of times we have to get up at eight in the morning and drive, you know, six or seven hours. So being able to be in the same city is amazing. It's a a lifesaver. If you can book a tour that way, book the tour that way. that's the way to go.
0: I know taking back Sunday, they put out on the social media what they're playing, sort of kind of flipping a coin, whatnot. You guys have quite a catalog. Is your set list changing each night?
1: Um, only a little bit. Uh, we, we have a, a core set list, a core set of songs that we're playing and then we swap a few out for Night 2 just to change it up a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's always challenging when, when you've got to condense your, your set list into, you know, f- I think we're doing 45 minutes each night, 40-45 minutes each night on this tour. So that's always a challenge. What songs are you going to play? You know, what songs do people want to hear? uh so yeah we switch it up a little bit cool well all of them i want
0: to hear all of them (laughs) but let's get to the meat of this interview because you know the the crux of the drop-in is to inspire people to get off their damn couch and make life happen where
1: did your life start how was your upbringing um i grew up in an incredibly small isolated town uh in southwest nebraska called imperial nebraska um and it was, we were two hours away from the closest mall, and it was, it was barely even a mall. Uh, and there were no stoplights in town, it was that sort of town. Um, and honestly, I think growing up in a place like that really uh, drove me to do something with my life, you know, because, uh, did everybody know where they like farmers? That's what they well, did. Well, there, there were mean, it, it was one of the it was this scenario where it's like yeah there were a lot of farmers there that that was a big part of the community which I obviously didn't fit into, uh, <laughs> um, but it, it was also like there was the sort of like the the upper crust of that town right and and their kids were going to take over all the good businesses in town and I was um, it was a single parent household which was really like kind of weird for that small town no, so we probably were very traditional in right terms. exactly exactly yeah and the, you know that's i'm not blaming anyone or, or mad anyone but it, you know it just felt like uh a little bit like you know the the town wasn't necessarily for me you know what i mean it wasn't rooting for me it wasn't supporting me it wasn't it didn't have my best interests at heart so that sort of drove me to like well okay well i'm gonna show you you know i'm gonna go do something and uh I feel like I've, I've, you know, I've done all right.
0: I think you're doing pretty yeah, okay. Yeah. When did you discover uh, a drum kit? When did you discover punk rock?
1: Very early on in life, I started, um, I saw an interview with uh, Max Weinberg on Good Morning America. And, and I was he, just like, he is amazing. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah. He's a freak yeah, of nature. Yeah. And it, it, there was something about the idea that, which is ironic that we're, you know, you're interviewing me now, but there was something about watching an interview with a drummer. I was like, oh, I want to be a drummer who also gets interviewed because no one ever talks to the drummer. Yeah, exactly. No one ever talks to us. There have been times uh, after shows that I've been standing at the bar with my bandmates and someone walks up and they're like, oh, great show. Let me buy you guys all shots. And they buy literally everyone a shot except for me because no one watches the drummer. Uh, So like there was something about him that resonated with me. And so what I started doing was I would stack up like notebooks on the floor at different like thicknesses so they would make different sounds and I would sit there and play those as drums on my floor for a long long time and uh, then in fifth grade uh, we were exposed that's when in my school you got to like start band and, and things like that and so I would go up after school and just mess around on the drum kit at school and I did that for two years and my mom went okay well he's doing this every day so let's buy him a drum kit so she literally took all of the money she had in savings and went and bought me my first drum kit. The rest is history. See, for me,
0: it it was a little later. I was 18 and I'm like, I want to play drums. I'm an active person. Saved up my money, bought a kit, sitting on pickle buckets, no cymbals, a chair for my hi-hat, and learning as I drove. As I drove my car, I would I would learn to be independent with at least three limbs. Nice. And I could go home and play those songs. And it was actually for a band. A drummer, a band needed a drummer. I'm like, I'll learn. I'll, yeah, I'll figure it out. And I started learning. Nice. And, and I never put it down. It's something that I enjoy to this day. I go down to change the laundry, sit down at the kit, play yeah, a man. couple songs. Yeah, dude, you know?
1: like it's, it's therapeutic. Like that's a lot of times, throughout my day, I'll just go up and sit down for like 10 minutes and just riff around, you know what I mean? It's 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 a good energy release, you know, there's something primal about drums where you just, you whack it and it makes a sound, and that's, mm-hmm. there's something beautifully simple about that.
0: Now, we were talking before,
1: because I asked you about
0: your kit, what kind of kit you play, and you were going into the history of yours, I want to give a little history yeah. of mine, because I bought a Mapex kit, the very first year Mapex ever made drums. Oh, no kidding. And I play that kit to this day. The uh, rims have been custom... Uh, I don't know what the terminology is, but they've been custom sanded. (laughs) A friend of mine did that stuff, and he's like, what do you want your kit to sound like? And I said, of course, John Bonham or Dave Grohl. So he custom did the rims, and people always ask me, what kind of uh drums do you play because uh mapex changed the hardware the next year okay so the hardware is totally, unique. totally yeah. i'm like oh it's custom you know, it's cu- custom yeah, shit, yeah, you know yeah yeah you know, yeah right exactly that. but what kind of drums do you play you have an interesting
1: story about yeah, what yeah I, I i the last few years i played on a Gretsch kit uh it's a renowned maple it's a really nice kit i bought it used off of craigslist uh just and it, it's funny because it was the first kit that I like it it was the size that I wanted it was the, the I loved the finish I'm like oh I'll go check it out and played on it and the, it wasn't quite tuned up right but it was close enough that it was like yeah this sounds this sounds good this is what I want and uh, and uh, I love that kit it sounds it's the best sounding kit I've ever had well so. it sounded good and sound check yeah, thanks to man me. thank you um,
0: when uh, when did you feel like you were at a level where you could play with a band, how did you gravitate towards playing with other musicians?
1: Man, I, there are still days where I don't feel like I'm at a level where I should Zip be it. playing with a band. Like, for <laughs> real, man, there are days where it's just like, ah, this is, this is hard. Uh, I should be better at this by now. Um, and I have to argue that
0: point because one of the reasons I was really drawn to the drumming of Red City Radio and what Dallas does is he changes it up. It's not a straight 4-4 four, four time. I think of him as like the Dave Lombardo of punk rock. Cause Dave Lombardo was a death metal drummer for Slayer, but he changes it up. It's not straight death beats, he switches it up. And that's what I like about your drumming style is it? it it's not the same, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, change, verse, chorus. You mix it up very
1: nicely and it's a unique thing. Well, and that's something that we try to do, uh, like we all talk about it and we'll sit down while we're tracking drums and we'll go in with a like, a general idea of what it's gonna be, but then we'll go in, we'll play through a couple of times, and then we'll start to go, well, what if we did this on the verse instead? And we do a lot of that in the studio. Our producer for the last record, uh, Mike Kennedy, uh, is really good about that, really good about, you know, going over ideas with me and spitballing stuff and trying different things. And, and you know, it's the, the idea is, is to, like you said, make it interesting, you know, change it up, make it more than just. You know, four four, keep the beat kind of thing, but not you know you don't want to overplay either. You don't right. want to you don't want to try and take over the song. You want to complement the song, and, and so yeah, that that's the goal is to to be a musical drummer, but not not overdo it.
0: Well, and I think you do a nice job. The band as a whole. I, I was talking with Garrett beforehand. Garrett is the the voice of Red City Radio, and I was complimenting him on his uh, lyrical content because there's a lot behind that and the music goes right with it. From the breakdowns to the heavy parts, it's it's a very nice, very nice uh, ensemble of what they put together. How did Red City Radio come to be? I know you guys have been around for quite a while now. We were talking beforehand. I said, what, 05, 06? You said maybe 09 is when we really came into our own. How did you guys get together, and and how did that start?
1: It it started out with, uh, there were were a couple of kids. Paul Pindley, he's not not in the band anymore, but he and and a friend of ours, Ryan Healy, um, Paul moved into a house, saw a Jawbreaker sticker on Ryan's car, and they started jamming. And found me through a. I had actually I hadn't played drums in I don't know three years or so when I when I actually started playing drums for this band. I'd been playing guitar and singing in my and fronting my own band, um, and that they had just recently broken up like within the last six months. So I was I was like, yeah, I'll go back to playing drums. That was fun. Garrett, and myself, and Paul and, and uh, JoJo, we we started. Uh, Touring, we did a tour of California in OA, and then after that we released the, the Sons and Daughters of Woody Guthrie EP, and yeah, everything kind of took off from there. We've just been on the road ever since. Right on. Yeah. Well,
0: coming out of Oklahoma City, I've never been to Oklahoma City. I have a very good friend named Mac who hosts an uh, FM radio show there. He's the producer of the big FM radio station there, and he does like a, what is it, Rise Above Radio. It's about recovery and different things like that in Oklahoma City, so I'll get there one day. Yeah. But how's the musical scene in Oklahoma?
1: Uh, it's, I mean, it's not as good as other places, you know, I'll tell you that. It's kind of an indie town, um, there's a really good band named Broncho that's from there, they've had a lot of success, you know, it's the home of the Flaming Lips, uh, All American Rejects are from there, those are some of the bigger bands, but, you know, in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was really a good punk rock town, um, uh, there was a really good band from there called The Roustabouts, uh, that are friends of ours, Uh, and but since then yeah it's just kind of become more of an we town we're, we're the we're carrying the the punk rock flag right now so i
0: like it yeah. i like it yeah. i can't think of anybody better that could be doing that for oklahoma city you know i saw you guys uh a handful of years ago it might even been last year you were on tour with the lawrence arms yeah and you were playing the majestic theater i happened to be cutting the grass that day and i'm like oh, red city radio is coming soon i don't know when checked it out and I'm like whoa well, that's tonight went down to the uh, Majestic by myself watched you guys rock and you guys crushed it your live performance is amazing and I had my I was just blown away um, that tour the places was, there was a pretty good crowd there for a Thursday night I remember it was a yeah, Thursday night yeah, yeah not bad. Uh, how does this tour compare and I know what you're gonna say because we already started talking about it but how does this tour compare to other tours? other tour, yeah
1: I mean the. <sighs> I mean, we're with Taking Back Sunday. They're amazing, beautiful, sweethearts, uh, and every show is packed. Uh, the next, I think, four shows are all sold out, so it's, uh, yeah, sure, This is these are the shows that you dream of when you're, you know, when you're that kid sitting on your floor playing on notebooks, like, this is, this is what you want to be doing, so we're just incredibly lucky to be here, and... Uh, very grateful to them for for bringing us out
0: and to add insult to i'll say insult to injury but i mean that totally in an opposite way in three weeks they get on a plane go to europe and they do a similar type thing for hot
1: water music
0: how is that dude like hot water music like laid it down early on
1: yeah it's uh i mean again we're just i'm just happy to be here you know what i mean like it's just uh it's a wild ride, it's a, it's a dream come true. And the, we got to play a couple of shows with them recently in, in uh, Austin, Texas and Denver, Colorado. Uh, so we got to know them a little bit and they're also just sweethearts and we couldn't be happier to be going out with them. It's just, yeah. it's crazy. And you mentioned
0: Jawbreaker. They're running around doing shows again. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Yeah, they're down in Florida and and doing their thing. So who knows? That would be a great show for me to be a part of or to watch is to see Jawbreaker, Red City Radio, and then I'll come up with some crazy third act for a dream show. (laughs) But We're sitting here with Dallas Tidwell from Red City Radio and we're in the bowels of St. Andrews Hall, the legendary concert hall here in Detroit, Michigan. Um, when you're not rocking, when you're not on tour, I know you had mentioned you've been on tour nonstop for a very long time. Yeah. What do you do for fun when you're not on tour?
1: Um, I'm married, so I hang out with my wife a lot. Uh, we we have, uh, we just added another dog. We have three dogs now. We like to go, like like you and I talked about earlier, we like to go hiking, we like to get away from our phones and get away from people and just kinda go relax and, and be ourselves and uh, so really, that's that's it. Uh, I read a lot, which is, you know, I don't know. It's a boring answer, but it's true. It's relaxing for me. So uh, yeah, that's it, cool. hang out with my wife and my dogs.
0: I listen to a lot of audio books. I don't read a lot, yeah. but when I'm
1: driving, I like to be learning all yeah, the time. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing that a lot lately too. Uh, anytime I'm driving, I'll, I'll listen to uh, some audiobooks. I listen to a lot of Ram Dass and Eckhart Tolle and stuff like that, so. Ah, yeah, we like, could have even
0: a longer uh, yeah, conversation. Yeah, we could get pretty deep with it, yeah. That's my, uh, that's my stuff, man. Yeah, man, yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, being on tour nonstop, it's super taxing, in, in, but that's what you have to do in the music industry yeah. yes. in order to continue to keep uh, stay fresh, keep your name out there, gather uh-huh. new fans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and all that kind of stuff obviously you're going to Europe in a couple of weeks. What else is to come for Red City Radio? Sky Tigers, the EP, the amazing, amazing stuff. Thank you. And, and what, what do you guys have coming next other than running around the country blowing people's faces off?
1: <laughs> well, once we're done doing that, we're gonna, uh, ho- we're, the plan is to get back in the studio when we get home and start working on the next record. And uh, we wanna have that out next year and so we can, do more of this. Just you know, keep keep it going. Put out more records and, and play in front of more people.
0: And as far as writing goes in the studio, you guys go in with your stuff done. Do you write in the studio? Is it a group effort?
1: You uh, a little bit of all of the above. So Garrett will write. He'll come in with like these are the song ideas that I have, and he uh, will to, s- to some extent we'll talk about you know arrangements and things beforehand. But then he'll come in and and record the scratch tracks and then we'll go in and start building songs around them and then yeah everybody's involved in the process right on right on
0: well i want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us here and you guys you know this kind of stuff only happens on the drop-in only happens on this show as you know past guests are are the most uh, some of them are fringy some of them you would know some of you wouldn't expect but the information is always it's so unique and I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the drop-in And if our viewers from all over the world if they want to contact you if they want to get a red city radio record What's the easiest way to do that?
1: Uh, the easiest way to do that hmm me personally. I'm on Instagram uh, drum monkey robot you could find me there uh. Red City Radio. We're everywhere. We're on Spotify. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. We have all that stuff. Um, merchandise is at Stupid Rad Merch, so you can buy shirts and all that stuff there. Uh, uh, yeah. That pretty much covers. It. Yeah, I film. think that's it. I think. That's, yeah, that's man.
0: It. Well, thank you once again. I hope everything uh, works out. I'm looking forward to the show. Yeah, me too. You me guys too. are freaking rad. Thank and you, And I am. Uh, you know, uh, I, I imagine many of the uh, bands you. Um, are affiliated with, like when I put it on Pandora and I put it on Shuffle, so many of the bands are new bands for me. But in in this genre, I'm like blown away. I'm like, wow, they're cool too. I never heard of them, I never heard of them. So I'm looking forward to hearing Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, man. Because ironically, for as big as they are, I've never really listened to them. So tonight will be a a first for me, but to see you guys play live, I'm super fired up on that. And uh, to have a new friend, man. Thank you for taking the time once again, brother. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you guys, man. You know, this show just continues. To blow my face off. What good is having your own podcast if you can't reach out to people who inspire you? And that's what happened here tonight. And I wanna thank you guys for spending the time with us here on the drop in. And just remember, it's your own choice. Happiness is your choice. Your life, your choice. Getting up off the couch and making the most, your choice. If you're in the gutter to get up out of it, your choice. So, make the best choices you can in your life today. I'm gonna do, actually, I've already done that today for me, because I'm in St. Andrews Hall, I'm gonna rock with Red City Radio and enjoy the rest of my evening. I'd love for you guys to do the same thing, and thank you once again. I am Gerald Valley, and this has been The Drop In.